Oh my God! Welcome, you guys, to the New Jump City podcast. Uh, my name is uh, Christian Espinal. Right beside me is my co-host Joshua Cole. Say what up to the people, Josh. What's good, everybody? I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, we're back. We're better than ever. We used to be the Comics Pod, uh, but now we've uh, we we've become bigger and stronger than ever. You know, they tried to kill us, but we're back. Um, it's good to be back too. We've got we got so much shit going on right now. We we're, we've upgraded. Uh, we've got a view now. We're not just in some weird room with no windows. Uh, we have a producer now. Give it up for uh, Brian Boss, our producer. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, all the people at home, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I assume they're all clapping. I, I'm clapping At home or on around. I'm Brian. Hi, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the audience in. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the audience in. Right. No, I mean, you know, I know a little bit. I know a little bit. Uh, I watch a few anime. I don't read manga, so this will be a trip. Yeah, and that's what we do. We cover manga and comic books uh, week to week. Uh, the the recent stuff that comes out, um, pretty much the mainstream like shonen series. Yeah, nothing too obscure. Yeah, yeah. we don't know. We don't go pretty deep. Mainstream. Yeah, uh, you know. we'll and we could go deep. We yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see where it goes. Uh, we're about to give uh, Brian here a little uh, crash course, basically. Oh yeah, right? uh, just introduce him to each of the series. Just uh, recap him. What happened. Yeah. This week, right? And to you guys, whoever doesn't read any certain series. So we're going to catch you up. Uh, basically, uh, before we get started on that, we should plug some shit. Uh, this is our uh, social media shit. Uh, you can find me if you guys uh, are interested at all. Uh, I, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Chris Espinal. Uh, Josh? At JD Cole underscore 37 on Instagram. That's at JD Cole underscore 37. And Brian, anything to plug? Oh, this is so nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, on Instagram, at Saucy Brian Bossy, S A U C E Y. All right. That's, that's lit. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> it's a killer. It's a killer. That's cool. <laughs> it's a killer. That's All right. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna get right into it now. We're gonna go through our for our like main uh, jump lineup that we go through Shonen Jump primarily. Uh, we're gonna start with Black Clover. You guys, uh, if you guys aren't familiar, Black Clover is a is a series that uh, it's fairly uh, it's fairly it's fairly young. You know, it's uh, it's one of the up and comers. It's very popular. It just got popular here and stuff. Um, so if you don't know it, it's this uh, basically this battle Shonen about uh, this kid named Austin, no last name. Uh, ever. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, not yet, not yet. He's I, I haven't seen it yet. He grew up in this orphanage, uh, th- in this magical world where everybody has magic, uh, These uh, and their magic comes from these books called Grimoire. Uh, and every- they float, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and they float, it's pretty cool. It's like Zatch Bell, don't they float? <laughs> no, Zatch- he holds them. <laughs> but I mean, they're still equal. So not as, as cool. Though. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Fucking bullshit that they've been holding. Yeah, it kind of follows them along. Yeah, um... So it's the source of the powers, right? Yeah. Uh, everybody in this world seems to have some kind of magical ability, except for Asta. Uh, he seems to have born, been born with zero magical ability. And um, his best friend, uh, Yuno, who is like, you know, typical stoic anime, uh, you know, uh, rival character. He's Sasuke. Yeah, the Sasuke of the series. He has all of the power. Uh, he, has, he has wind magic, uh, specifically. Um, and the whole series is... Uh, he, it, it really kicks off when Asta discovers he has his own magical power, but it's not very common. It's actually anti-magic. Uh, he, he, he has these swords that come out of his grimoire that uh, have different effects on magic. Like one 
And they're all massive. None of these swords are small. <laughs> he doesn't have like a regular side sword. He has yeah. these big brolic swords that Very he can unrealistic, but you know. Yeah, but no, he can only possible. lift them because he does so many push-ups. He's done all <laughs> the push-ups in the world, and for a thirteen-year-old boy, he's ripped. Uh, he was doing push-ups when he was a three-year-old. Yeah, but now he's like thirteen, and he's got the body of. What? Who's a strong man? Yeah, <laughs> his ribs, so he uh, he's he's a very strong guy. Um, but yeah, basically, he has all these powers. Uh, they, he's uh, he's joined this guild, the Outsiders of uh, of the Magical Knights, the military of this world called the Black Bulls. Uh, and they're all just quirky characters who are just uh, outcasts of society. So it's like a bad news bear situation. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Literally, there's yeah. one who, yeah. who wields fire, and his main weapon is like a, ba- a baseball bat made out of fire. So I guess the bad news bears is very at. Uh, Damn. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, better than I thought. It's very astute. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, they've gone through a lot of adventures. Um, Asta has like, cheated or yelled at the villain out of this. Uh, he's pretty much won every battle he's had, except for the time he lost his arms, right? He's lost one, right? Yeah, he, he lost his arms because of... But they're better the now. Result <laughs> of some type of fight. Yeah, he, they didn't get chopped off. He they just didn't get couldn't chopped use off. He them. Just, he couldn't, like, yeah, fight with them. His arms became paralyzed, and then through magic, they brought him back. Because... <laughs> yeah, things don't stay too bad for long in this. <laughs> you know, that's kind of yeah. the, that's like one of their like. I think literally right? only one protagonist has died up to this point. Like one good guy. Has no, died. he didn't die. He was just um, the Wizard King. Oh, oh yeah, yeah that's yeah, the he thing. Didn't get that's smoked. Asta's right, big goal. Right. Uh, can you believe it? He wants to be the best that ever lived. Uh, yeah, you know, as most uh, regular shonen protagonists do. But so does his best friend, and that's all they talk about. Are we all just shonen protagonists? Don't <laughs> isn't there like a yearning in everyone to be like the best at at something? Not like these guys. How many push-ups have you done? I mean, not enough, man. <laughs> My sword isn't brolic, you know. Yeah. I don't have a real. You got a little fencing blade, yeah, a little rapier, <laughs> <laughs> or is it rapier? It feels I, wrong. I don't. It's all. I always feel weird saying all the terrible. word rapier. I don't know if that's the right word for the rapier. sword. Rapier. Rapier? No. <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely not that one. Well, uh, well, uh, write us in. Tell us. Tell us what's the correct pronunciation for that sword. Um, all right, so. Oh, yeah, a bunch of adventures happen. The Wizard King is dead. Uh, he, he died in this current arc, which is this uh, elf invasion thing. There used to be this, uh, this race of elves, and they were all apparently exterminated by humans. Right? Question mark. Uh, although maybe not <laughs> although really. Although now Based things have changed. Recent developments, um, yeah. But, yeah, uh, then, but a handful of us have survived, and they've uh, formed this thing called the Eye of the Midnight Sun. They're the bad guys. The Akatsuki of this group, if you will. Uh, and... Uh, they they basically uh, their leaders uh, resurrected all of the elves into the bodies of the other magic knights. So all this time they've just been focusing on trying to free uh, all of these magic knights from their influence and doing pretty well at it. Uh, they've they I think they've eliminated nearly everyone. Uh, yeah, the key to most of this has been Asta's magic sword. Yeah, yeah. Ma- Asta He's has the main character. Uh, I mentioned before he has like magic swords. He has like three now, and uh, one yeah, of them just happens kinds, yeah. just happens to be the solution to all of this. this yeah, pa- they didn't this even particular try- stuff. Uh, uh, all right, hold on, hold on. So, so time out, real quick. Right? <laughs> so look, we haven't been reading comics for that that long, but you know there are grown-ups that have been reading <laughs> comics and American comics for like 30, 40 years, right? So, you know, we, we've only had a small sample size compared to most. However, right, out of everything I've read so far, 
this this comic has <laughs> no shame whatsoever <laughs> in just saying, you know what? Move the plot along. Yeah, this happened. Honestly, he has, this yes. is the solution. <laughs> Yo, right. Yo, it's so clean and to the point. It's very and much that way, yes. I, yeah. I, at first, I thought I was like, nah, this is going to be bullshit. I'm going to lose interest. But you know what, man? I'm still like it, that. <laughs> yeah, it just keeps you hooked, yo. Yeah, I'm still, I, I mean, you know what? I don't hate it. My general thoughts of this series are Bro, just it's like lit. They get it. It's fine. It's pretty that's cool. Why it's so I good, think they fight all the time. That's the problem. Is I think the biggest problem with this series is asked to himself, and I feel like this is. I don't got no problem with him. He's I mad have positive. A, I he, hate this he, guy. He ups, <laughs> he ups every, bro, every <laughs> listen, listen, listen. If they're gonna be bullshitting us, at least it's gonna be a positive message out of it. I ain't mad. I'm not complaining. You know. What I mean, I'm saying? I guess who can argue with that? They but also, the this that this kid. In death <laughs> Yeah, but the, you know, Death Note. I feel like it's earned with Death Note. Like there's yeah, like whatever, certain man, things that, that happen. Shit was depressing. Black it was Koba depressing. I mean, you know what? Yeah, fair. But it, it also didn't. Excellence. It also didn't have this like. It didn't also have this like solution to all problems cheat code of a main power this guy has. Oh, uh, you know. I don't. I don't hate it. Look, I, I'll. I feel like this chapter is actually kind of a perfect thing for. Why I hate Asta. You know, I'm talking all this shit, but um, I actually mm. did not read this chapter. Oh, so my yeah, we're gonna God. go on this experience. Well, Let's do this. get into this because uh, this is what happens. Uh, this demon motherfucker has been released, <laughs> and it turns out he was this bad guy the whole time. It yeah, the, the devil, the the devil. Yeah, like literally, he has, this like, weird the black, tail and a the gothic wings. devil. Dude, he has black lipstick, right? He looks like Ryuk when he was younger. Have you, you seen Death Note? Death Note, right? No. No, well. <laughs> oh, no, really? All right. He looks like one the main, one of the be- good guys. Whatever. It's, uh, this is going to be hard. <laughs> Should I quickly? I'll no, no, you're fine. <laughs> you can, uh, we can uh, continue. Okay, so, like, this devil dude has come, and he's, like, basically yelling at the elves, like, ha-ha, you fell into my plan. You, uh, I wanted you guys to resurrect the elves so I can do this and be free or whatever the fuck happened just now. Uh, so it wasn't the humans that fucked the elves. Yeah, it was this dumb demon. <laughs> the devil. This weird gothic fuck. It uh, makes sense. Oh, it makes sense. That's what happened. The last time, uh, Noel Silver, Nozel, Noel, Nozel, one of the guys. One of the major captains. There's yeah. like, what, eight of them? Yeah. Or whatever. Oh, one of the, and, uh, eight by the, of way, the strongest guys. All right, so BT Dubs, he also wants to be the Wizard King. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all these guys are super strong and they're striving yeah. for, the, for the best. I, See, I told yeah. Uh okay, so this uh and he's just been wrecking house with this uh with with uh the bad guy right now. Yeah, he was going ham. That's yeah, he was, yeah, that's true. He was killing it. And then um uh you know points out he's like, Hey, we can uh free his captain who is secretly also an elf. Uh he's like, We can free him with Asta's bullshit sword. <laughs> <laughs> and uh everybody's just like, All right. <laughs> and they just let him do it and um it takes him into uh Patry's mind that's the main uh elf dude that's been doing this um and uh on his way down he sees all the memories of the elves uh whatever the hell uh, whatever happened and then he, you see the demon dude oh yeah <laughs> this demon dude is just laughing at all the elves being murdered in <laughs> <laughs> what an on asshole. the way <laughs> piece of shit <laughs> And then we get to Patrick, who's just sitting in some random chair. That's your man's um, on the bottom. Yeah, that's him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a jerk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, that's black lipstick, right? What a creep. Can you yeah. that? <laughs> nah, he I applies mean, all this makeup. I think it's like, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Can't really tell with this guy. There's a lot of tongue action here. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot, there's yeah. a lot yeah. happening going with him. on. Mm-hmm. 
I don't He's know if he necessarily devil. has horns. Oh wait, no, I see him now. They're his hair. You can kind of, they're it's part weird. of his hair. That's how I would conceal my horns. I yeah, mean, same. I get it. I'm with it. Uh, All right, you know what? This is my new favorite guy. I'm rooting for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I'm, if you're. I guess that's the best way to go. Into <laughs> making people miserable All right. to the thousandth extreme. Then yeah. Yeah. So Patrick's down here in just some chair in the darkness. Why, uh, William Vengeance, who, who whose body he took over, is stuck <laughs> yeah. in a tree for some reason. <laughs> that big guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so because some metaphorical tree, and then who pops up but Asta, all pissed off and ready to give a big ass emotional speech. <laughs> Wait, how do you get in there? Wait, what's going it's on? It's his magic sword. Don't oh question my it. Oh you're right. <laughs> All right, so he goes in there, and uh, Patrick's just oh, like, what man. the fuck? We were used. This demon's going to fuck us up. <laughs> and Astus is like, don't quit. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't, don't change this. You words. want me to read this whole he thing? He said, quit giving <laughs> up. Yo. Yeah, the you best. wish Asta was your friend. I, I Honestly, I wish Asta was my uh, cr- CrossFit instructor <laughs> more than anything. Um, Life coach. Yeah. He's really just yelling all of his feelings at him. Uh, and uh, Patrick's just like, human, shut up. You don't understand my pain. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, why is he still bad? He already told her that the other dude violated uh, And Asta, in true what? Asta fashion, just picks him up by his collar and starts yelling his personal politics at him. Yeah. <laughs> Which is basically how Asta, I feel, has beaten everyone up to this point. He just yells at them and is just like, we can all be friends. And then all the villains are just like, yeah. All right. <laughs> Except for Veto. He killed Veto. Yeah. Uh, he, nah, he was wild for respect. <laughs> yeah, he was. Veto was murdering everyone. Um, but yeah, basically, he brings up like, "You killed the Wizard King. Uh, you took everyone hostage and killed him. But I'm, ne- I'm never gonna forgive you. But also, I'll, I'll, I don't. I'm not gonna give up on you at the same time because I'm shown a protagonist, and uh, it would be not cool of me to not be sympathetic. Um, this, you know, yeah. this all feels like it's. Like, we're hitting the end of the comic, but I know it's not. No, it's you not know, the end, obviously. I know obviously. it's not, but I don't know. This, it's just, I wonder where <laughs> else it's going to go. That's what I mean, I'm really you know, interested. I, I still has to be the wizard this king, so <laughs> this is just the end of this arc. Yeah, I, I guess. He still has to compete with all these grown men really trying their best. They had a little tournament arc before all of this shit popped off, too. And he lost. And it was... He did lose. What do you... Did he? Yeah, I think his team no, lost. No, that didn't He lost count. to real. Remember, because, yeah, the dude, he got taken over by evil people. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was another thing this thing did. It interrupted a tournament for a bad guy invasion. <laughs> this is very shonen manga. Yeah, come this on, is a man. Pretty, they should have let it rock a little this bit This is longer. a pretty shonen manga, and it very that. much hits all the... Which is not the worst thing. He literally changes his mind by saying, I'm not going to give up on you. And he's just like... Fine with it. <laughs> Wait, Asta brought Patry back? Yeah, he basically brought Pat- Patry back with his words. He said he's he a stupid human. Into- right. Would you stay with yep. me until this is over? Yeah. Oh, okay, I guess the elves are good now. And right? <laughs> yep. Whatever. Yeah. All right. No, they Let's murdered their people. they murdered basically their president. And then they're just like, You want to work together with us? Yeah, that was him, right? That that yep. killed Knight. Yeah. This guy personally killed the wizard king, and now Asta is just like, We could be friends, and he's like, Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, they could square up after, I guess. I mean, you know. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what happened. Uh, I'm talking a lot of shit, but I didn't hate this, I guess. I I, I guess I'm like, uh, I don't, uh, I'm I'm lowering my, my. Uh, I, I know what to expect now when I read I just Clover. don't take it serious yeah, at all, I'm and getting I try there. to enjoy it. I don't hate it. I was fine with this chapter. I get. I, I figured this is where it was going to go. 
I'm excited to see where it goes, I guess, to see what this demon guy does. If he's going to be like the main protagonist, uh, main antagonist for a little while. I don't think he's going to go down this arc. It he shouldn't. I mean, his ability was just saying things mm-hmm. and then they happened. <laughs> was it? I don't even remember what his powers were. Yeah. Uh, that, I, I, don't, I can't even <laughs> properly articulate it because like, that's all it was. He would just his, say... His power is mocking uh, slaughtered peoples on a, on a high level. Of just really yeah, that's just true giving ability. up the business. The other stuff is just light work. We'll be getting into next, though. Uh, we are getting into... Actually, we're getting into Food Wars, something jo- uh, Brian is very familiar with. Yeah, this one, you want to know, it got spooky. I stopped watching it for a minute. Oh, boy. Because it was following <laughs> me around. Like, it was just lining up really weirdly and perfectly <laughs> <laughs> with, like, my me? life. Yeah. Uh, so I work in a, in a kitchen. Um <laughs> And so, <laughs> and for some reason, someone kept on telling me to watch this thing, and then I ended up watching it. And the first one, I watched me. the first episode. Oh, <laughs> you were the second one to tell me. I promise. Oh, but it. you were the one that re- convinced me to go back. Well, okay, so here's the thing. I was surprised. Someone told me about it, and I was like, I don't care. And then when you told me about it in detail, I was like, I need to watch this thing. I watched one episode. I waited several months because <laughs> it was just like, this might be too much for me. And then I found my way back around to it. And then I literally just kicked through the first season. You know, like I just been to watch it. Uh, but terrines came up. So like pâtés and stuff. I literally had to go into work and make a farce, which is like an Italian pâté. Like it's the same, you know, like it just happened. I watched that episode the night before. Come in, I have to make a clan farce in the morning. So it was like a very weird thing. And then it has... This like egg, Vietnamese egg burrito thing that's like filled <laughs> with with uh, with uh, like watercress or this little bean thing, bean sprouts, bean sprouts, and like some other. But anyway, I had it literally the night before, <laughs> and then I watched an episode, and it was like one thing that he pulled out of his hat. It was like, oh, it's like this thing, and then he, you know, of course he like wins the day with it. But I was like, I fucking I like I had no context for that. Until I just randomly went to a weird place because we were just like trying a bunch of stuff inside a food court. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to order whatever this is. I ate it. And then it's fucking in my face the next day. It was very strange. Yeah, this uh, will do it. I, th- I think they do have like an actual chef like doing all the stuff. Yeah, like I did food. read. They do have like a team. Well, like one guy specifically, but that also means they probably have yeah. a full team. There's well, they have like the writer and the artist, and they also yeah. have like a consultant chef. Yeah, but, but <laughs> that means he's also... Like, when you see one guy, it's one head of a mini, mini-headed monster, basically. Word. So he probably has a full team with him. Uh, I yeah, don't know I mean, exactly. Plus the internet. Yeah. You know, you could, at a certain point, you could probably look up a lot of different stuff, too. Yeah. I know the Tonkabons have, like, uh, the manga volumes that come out. Yeah, the volumes. They yeah, have, the like, the recipes yeah. oh, hell yeah. for these dishes. Yeah, they, they put the little stuff in the margins, actually, mm-hmm. literally, right there on the page. That's cool as hell. Because <laughs> yeah. I want food that's going to make... Me feel like a bunch of little bees with <laughs> the face yeah. of a friend of mine well, are pouring honey dude, on me. There's one thing that if there was one thing you could make that I seen in the um in the manga, it is gonna be weird to you, right? All right. Remember when he went to the French dude's place? Yeah. And his specialty dish when he made the chicken, but it had the, the, oh, cream, the chicken and the and risotto egg, stuff, the egg rice was stuffed inside the chicken. Yeah. Boy, I was like, damn, man. Like, I don't like all this other wild, j- crazy Japanese shit that they pull it out. <laughs> but that looks like some chicken and rice. Like, I'll eat that. It is chicken <laughs> and rice. He and said it himself. It's a French cuisine, man. Yeah, man. Like, God damn. Well, you've, you've seen this. But uh, for the people at home who don't uh, necessarily read this series, Food Wars is uh, about this young chef named Soma. He's been working at this uh, restaurant with his dad. 
this family-owned restaurant for his whole life. And then all of a sudden, his dad's just like, yeah, I'm closing down the restaurant for now, and you're going to go to culinary school. He's like, fine. And it turns out to be the best culinary school in the world. Um, they have this weird system where they, uh, they battle They do basically chopped as a, as a school thing, as a school activity. Like, students can challenge each other for steaks. Chopped high school. You know, whether it's like you can win somebody's knife or whatever the fuck over an official competition called the Shokugeki. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's how they settle their beefs. <laughs> and yeah, that's how they settle their beefs. And boy, do the these kitchen. guys have beefs. Uh, these guys have real, real problems with each other. And uh, making no mistakes. I mean, the, the, the faculty and, and, and everyone that's behind the school, the teachers, they all encourage it. They're mm-hmm. saying, yes, fight and battle and claw your way <laughs> to the top. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> first day, the dean of the school is basically like, you guys are, like, 99% of you are garbage. Yo, dead ass. He literally <laughs> said that. And you're you... only here to really polish the 1% that are actually pretty good. <laughs> he le- legit called his students fodder. But then it wasn't <laughs> over because he found a way to make them still inspired that even though you are that fodder, you're still going to make something out of yourself because you're at this school. This man's... <laughs> <laughs> I bet yeah. any college wish they had him pitching they shit. <laughs> I would feel very demoralized. <laughs> I would quit immediately. I'm like, fine, I'm out. I'll just go to wherever. But basically what's been happening so far, I don't know how far you made it, Brian. But uh, uh, First season. Oh, well, we're very far. Oh, yeah. What no, was I the mean, last thing that happened in the first it season? Was the, uh, yeah, he shokugekied somebody. <laughs> he I think the last thing that happened in the happened? first season is the, the fall, the spring Tournament qualifiers. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he qualified. Yes. Yeah, so. He lost in position, but he won if it was in judges. Yeah. Three out of five. That was a big deal. He promised his daddy he was never going to lose. And, then he, <laughs> and he's like, I'm sorry, daddy, I lost. <laughs> so that's where we are. <laughs> he put that on everything. <laughs> he loses. Well, he does make it into the tournament proper. And, um, yeah, that happens. Uh, then, uh, then all of a sudden, after this tournament, Erin's uh, dad shows up, and he's a fucking asshole. It turns out, uh, he's basically just bad. He, he was banned from the school, and then um, through the Council of Ten, which is the school's student body pre- uh, government, who apparently has more power than the dean when they all put, <laughs> yeah, they all put their votes together. They can overrule the dean's decisions, and uh, they voted the dean out and put Erin's dad in. And uh, he's basically been, tra- uh, he's changed everything. Uh, he's made everyone, like, adhere to a system. He's like, this is fine dining, and this is what you will learn. No creativity, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then, like, Soma challenges him and the uh, the uh, Council of Ten members that are aligned with him to a shokugeki for the school. Uh, they won, and they, and all the main cast has seats on the council now. So they're all members of the ten Uh Right now, Soma is uh, is uh, competing in the blue, this big ass tournament, like this big cooking competition for actual professional chefs. It's spelled B L E U. B L U E. It's well. spelled properly. Okay, well, <laughs> and um, it's something that his dad never really made it through. Uh, he he. Uh, that's when he had his big revelation and disappeared from like the the hot cru- cuisine world. Um, but he's there now. He's facing off against uh, Asahi Soma, uh, Yukihira, who is apparently... Oh, Asahi Saiba, which is... He, he, we thought like he was played off to be uh, Soma's brother, but no. He was just this guy that Soma's dad taught a long time ago on his travels. 
and uh, he's trying to uh, marry Erina, and that's what they're sh- that's what they're fighting about is whether he's gonna marry Erina. <laughs> uh, I got it. His his gig is basically he just sti- he just takes people's equipment and cooks with them. Um, you ever play Mortal Kombat? You know uh, Shang Tsung, <laughs> when he would kill you and then take your soul and take your abilities. Yeah, it's something like that. Oh, okay, he so beats the chef, takes their whatever equipment their they use, thing. and yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And you know, in this in this manga, the chefs have real extreme and particular talents, so it's it's cool. To, yeah, you know, which brings us to uh, right? the uh, this chapter three hundred and six. Uh, this is uh, two birds with one stone. Uh, Soma and uh, Asahi are about to go up against each other in, this, in their uh, in their match. Um, it's not uh, with the cooking stuff. I don't know how much to really talk about, but uh, Asahi brings out all the equipment that he's taken over over the years uh, from his opponents and starts like making some crazy shit. Basically, and stunting on him. Like, huh, look at all these bodies I collect. <laughs> what you gonna do? This is a really funny moment though, where like he has like a protagonist esque like. Uh, flashback to all the people who taught him things and he's just like remembering them like head chef uh, rayanj kumar elder Sa- shahi uh, nadir <laughs> and he's just like without them i wouldn't even be here and everybody's just like what the fuck are you talking about you're not the good guy here yo he's flexing od <laughs> right now i didn't yo oh my god i didn't read this one either <laughs> i'm I'm f- I'm slacking. Yeah, but basically, you know, it, it looks like he's got some. Sh- he's like he's flexing pretty hard. But Elder Shahi, Nadir Dogu Bayazi. Oh God! And, uh, I'm sorry, guys. And as per usual, someone's just like, I think I'm gonna beat you, and that's where it ends. Basically, it's just like a lot of flexing. And Soma kind of is like, I'm going to be the best. <laughs> oh, I see what they're doing. Little, or, so basically, it's like, he is like Soma. You see how he has this whole swag where he's like, oh, the people yeah, are defeated. Yeah, that's basically the joke. <laughs> but it's, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, man. At the end of the day, this is a comedy first. Yeah. Manga. Yeah. You know, story second. Um, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I felt like uh, Food Wars has been lagging lately because I feel like they've yes. <laughs> way beyond stretched yeah. their premise. <laughs> But uh, it, it's fine, right? I guess uh, we'll have to see how the Shokugeki goes um, before we uh, make any judgments. Because that overall, Food Wars is kind of a hard time, thing to talk about when uh, Shokugeki's happen. Well, that's why we could have Brian. Maybe we could have him read it. <laughs> and he could be like, this is a real chef thing. Because <laughs> that's what I often sometimes wonder is just like, are these real chefs? Oh, uh, that's how a kitchen works. I'm constantly... I've. Every piece of equipment I have, I shokugeki'd from somebody. <laughs> it's like, me and you, shokugeki. I choose corn. <laughs> corn will be the dish. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Their food adheres really, really closely. And techniques that they utilize work. And there was like that weird tip with like honey has the same enzyme as pineapple, which is why I use pineapple in like El Pastor tacos. Because it helps like break down a little bit of the sinew and tenderize the meat a little bit. Mm. Honey can work kind of the same way apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of it, all like I said, his like the techniques and everything that they set up is really really close. Uh, 
like that's what I thought was just the most enthralling of the the show. Like yeah. that's why I, it was, yeah. I was really able to keep with it because it was like, and then it's so tongue in cheek, weird and fun <laughs> that as soon as like the first orgasm scene, like the first one yeah. with the three dudes, it's a little heavy. It's like uh, <laughs> and then they kind of they clean up after that point because like a few of them are like not as. And then when you're really in it, because like it took my my girlfriend a little bit to get into it, but then as soon as she like. You know, they were coming up. They're <laughs> fucking hilarious. They're so funny. They're just like, yeah, you just kind of have to write it out because it's just what the entire show is. It's like, also because we were so used to watching, uh, we watched My Hero Academia together. And so we're so used to watching, like, kind of heavy shit, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I, I also love One Punch Man. So it's like, I, I never knew that... Anime can make fun of itself in, in such a fun way. Yeah. Where it's mm -hmm. like, oh, and then that really opened my eyes to like, oh, of course, entertainment from other countries would also involve action and comedy. <laughs> and like, you know <laughs> what I mean? It's yeah. like, it really sometimes makes me realize how, how closed off and small-minded I can be, even if I'm like very open-minded to things. I'm just like, they never think about it until it really kicks you in the face. And it's like, oh yeah, this thing is just like, is really fun. I just, sometimes I get home from work uh, or, you know, because I also read on top of everything else all fucking day. So it's hard for me to sometimes, like, sit down and want to watch something where I have to read with it. But, like, mm. this one's definitely worth it. Where There's it's, like, a dub for it. Yeah, but I just it. can't do it, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's and, like, awkward. Yeah. And some of the dubs there where it's, like, um, Midoriya's fucking dub, his mm. voice is so screechy. <laughs> that it's just like it's not fucking worth it. Man. That's one of the things I can't. I can't. Uh, I think I can't watch. I, I'm too used to the dub of my hero. I can't really. I watch could it. watch Bakugo speaking English because I think that would be hilarious. Because yeah, I, I, I mean, cool he voice. fucking has six things he says. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, yeah, Medora's was so screechy. I tried it a few times, and now I'm just like, well, fuck it. I guess I'm just gonna have to read. <laughs> you know? All right. Well, that wraps up Food Wars. Um, we're going to do uh, Dr. Stone next. Have you been keeping up with Dr. Stone? Of course, man. I, uh, Dr. Stone is really good. It's, I it's love it. It's a lot like uh, Shokugeki uh, in a way. Dr. Stone may be the youngest series that we talk about on here. I don't know if it like... Yeah, that we're going to talk about, sure. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, I think it is because this is uh, it's the 100th chapter, actually. So it's still pretty young. Uh, basically, Brian, the premise is... Um, the world is uh, is slowly is like suddenly in a flash of light. Everybody just turns into stone uh, for some reason we don't know yet. Um, the story follows uh, these two high schoolers, uh, Sanku, who's this weird evil genius type of not evil but a, gen a very like high level genius type of dude and his dumbass friend, <laughs> his dumbass friend Taiju, who I love. <laughs> so it's like a chosen few aren't no. That's the thing. They also turn into stone. Oh, they're stone too. And um, for whatever reason, Senku wakes up like I don't know how many thousand years into the future. Like his stone just like fall, falls off. Got of him. it. He remained conscious that whole time and counted. Yeah. He's been counting so the he, seconds. Oh. <laughs> this so is he, the smart dude. Yes, this is the smart guy. Okay. Senku is the smart guy. Yeah. And while he's been encased in stone, he has been counting literally the seconds uh, for the last one thousand like thousands of years, thousands like several of years. thousands of years. Uh, he wakes up in this um, this overgrown Japan. Everything's just like uh, forest and you know all like naturey and stuff. Um, and uh, he f he finds uh, Sang uh, Taiju still in in stone. And this is before. This is another. This is the character we forgot to mention is his uh, is Yuzuriha, who's like the love interest for Taiju. At first, it, like the series tells us Taiju is the main character, 
but it turns out to be Sanku. He's like got way more focus. Taiju uh, cracks out on his own, right? No, uh, Sanku cracks him out because he he uh, Sanku works uh, for a little while for maybe a couple months to find like some kind of antidote. Oh, that's when he figures out the yeah. nitric acid, and then right? yeah, he figures out like. Something involving nitric acid is basically... Yeah. <laughs> it, this is a very science-heavy story, and they very much uh, do a lot of science. They, this yeah, is heavy on the science. physics and chemistry. Like, mm. um, So he f- he finds a way to uh, get rid of... Get Taiju out, and uh, Taiju basically becomes his workhorse. Uh, and as they try to survive in this, uh, in this overgrown, uh, prehistoric now uh, society, they find this village... Of uh, descendants of people who were of uh, astronauts who were in space at the time. Oh, that's wacky, bro. Yeah, <laughs> blows my mind. Yeah, <laughs> they landed. One of them is Senku's father, uh, and he's long dead. But uh, uh, his descendants have so he on. shouldn't, you know, shouldn't mate with them. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they didn't really get into that. I, I forgot. It was a team I, of people. I think that they mentioned though. that, you know. like, where certain yeah. lineages come from, and I think. Senku's dad is not in the lineage. Oh, okay. Anymore, uh, like his was. Yeah. Well, no, I, no. I don't Didn't remember. He have the, 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 the I think we have to read back. I think <laughs> the <those laughs> two sisters. There's a lot of details that happen in this series, are so it's like hard related to, to him. Like from mm, really, like, yeah, because they look like that chick that he was messing with. We'll see. Uh, the we'll chick have that saying doesn't she look like yeah, those other two no, girls? No, it does. But the thing is, and like, not just because all girls look the same that he. Drew yeah, I, I'm sure they addressed <laughs> this at some point. Uh, but uh, this series has so much information that you in one given chapter. Yeah, it's, that you it, kind it's, it's of really forget. good. Every time it's they have a, like a scientific experiment, they break down to you like exactly what's going on. So if any of us in here were a chemist, they would say, "Yes, uh, this is exactly what." Happened. Yeah, as the as the art goes on, they start like rebuilding like things like battery. They like rediscover batteries and. Um, they they create tanks and stuff. It's a oh, that's cool as fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's am it's I gonna have to start? Re- I you should I'm gonna have to start reading. Recommend, all this shit. <laughs> bro. If Hard I can come away with this, also knowing very how to build a tank. It's also like okay. It, it's so fucking cell good. phone. Yeah, they, they built, built a, they built big a cell ass phone. cell phone. Yeah, <laughs> it's so great. Yo, it was wild, man. Okay. Yeah. So basically, they just finished their. They just uh, they just got through their first war. Um, they found. Uh, they, this war was perpetrated by like another stu- uh, student of the, like when they were in school. One of their students as well was uh, was encased in in stone, and they figured we need protection. And he's the toughest guy, and he's like this fifteen year old kid who can wrestle a lion to death. Uh, yeah, he was like an extreme fighter, like the best fighter in the world yeah. type shit. I fucking really love how much faith they put in fifteen year old kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. anime and yeah. manga yeah. in general. Yeah. Just, oh, you yeah. haven't even got to World Trigger, <laughs> but <laughs> um, but um, <laughs> damn, yeah, you're right. Um, basically, yeah, they did. He then they uh, Senku reveals like I want to save everyone. I want to get everyone out of the stone. And uh, this uh, this fighter guy is just like. Fuck that! I hate adults. Uh, they're assholes, and they're the problem with society and stuff. And it should just be kids. Uh, and uh, they basically go to war over this. <laughs> no one dies, I think. Uh, I don't think anybody. Yeah, I don't think dies. he said it wasn't like a thing about like oh that adults are inherently evil. I think it's it a is. matter no well a matter of the adults of the world from the past. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. R- were ruining the world. So saying I don't he didn't want to. Because I think it was important to really break this down because, you yeah, know, a sense. lot of people could debate either way 
you know, regardless of how I feel yeah. about that. And he but actually he yeah. actually did actually kill a bunch of them. Yeah, he killed a lot of like you know. He would like just go around tipping statues. stones over, like statues of the adults over and killing them. Because they so. developed a way, like we like we said, to 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 take you know to 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 remove the what do you call that shit? The, uh, the stone. Yeah. yeah, the stone petrification. Yeah. So he you know he wanted to keep it all for himself and you know and re- he and he resurrected the like the strongest people ever and uh, created his army while Senku had this uh, backwater village that didn't really know anything about this stuff. Um, but due to the power of science, yeah, they're now they're all like yeah. competent scientists. <laughs> uh, but uh, that story has ended. Um, they they reconciled um, through their differences through this war, uh, and um, now they're. Uh, but uh, the the fighter dude has sustained heavy injury from uh, from the war due to a traitor, and he's been repetrified to keep him on life support basically. So he uh, he can't he can't be dying if he's in petrification mode. Uh, so basically, they they've decided to travel outside of Japan to find uh, to find any possible. Uh, way to help them out with that stuff, and uh, at this point they've they freed a, a ship uh, dude who's very experienced in uh, naval travel, and they built their first ship. Oh shit! W- where do they find this navy guy? Uh, one of the people that they freed, like after this arc, they started freeing more people from the past, and one of them knew a dude who was a very good sailor. Oh, okay, uh, cool. And yeah, he was the son of a of like a rich family or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, okay, got it, got and it. And he's it. kind of a dick, but also yeah, it's <laughs> like a, it's cool, you know. It's he's like uh, he's real waspy. He creates money. He he brings money into the civilization. Yeah, uh, man, I got that mixed maybe that's not. Well. Yeah, maybe that guy's <laughs> not so good. But um, he can but he can sail. But they also. I mean, you know, like the navy still existed. You know what I mean? Like yeah, walk down to a pier. But this is also shown in manga where they need a 15-year-old to solve yeah, all the problems. Yeah, that's also a good point. Um, like, we need to find a... F- yeah, you're right. But, uh, yeah, basically they built a ship. They dubbed him as their captain. And now they're just enlisting every... Uh, who in the main cast is going with them on this journey. Um, he's not evil. He's just He's greedy, not evil. He's just kind of a dick. Which is still <laughs> dangerous, you know. Um, and uh, they... They split up the uh, main cast as follows. Um, Yuzuri has come in because... Uh, as a ship's engineer, because her particular... This uh, series relies heavily on specialization on the characters, so every character can do a particular thing. is very useful to society and, uh, in, in this particular situation. Usury has, like, craftsmen, so they bring her on board as an engineer so she can, like, f- deal with sails and stuff mm. like that. Um, There's a dude named Yukio who's got, like, heightened ear, like, um, heightened... Uh, Auditory senses. Let's not be modest. He's got superhuman hearing. The <laughs> same way Taiju has superhuman strength. Oh, yeah. Taiju himself you is... You know, it's, uh, the, it's the, has the only part of the strength. series that's actually, like, supernatural or whatever, but, you know. Yeah. But it's exaggerations of actual skills and, uh, and bodily talents. Um, the uh, the butler of this captain dude uh, is going is coming on as the cook. Yeah, basically a chef. And they brought a couple of the strong of uh, the warriors of the village on as the, as oh, the power force. Remember labor. before they got the chef? So they, you know, <laughs> these people were eating stuff, you know, like just berries and, and, and lightly cooked stuff. Even though they did find a way to make ramen back when they was in the village oh, before yeah. the war happened. 
But um, yeah, ramen is one of the things they rediscovered. Basically, they <laughs> they they, they tried it. They got all the stuff they needed to make bread, but they made it really bad. Right? It was all burnt and crusty. But the village people who didn't know no better was eating that shit. And it was like, oh my god, it's so fucking amazing. But, you know, they've <laughs> never had anything close to it. So even bad bread is going to taste better than you know fucking wheat or whatever else niggas <laughs> eating. But then when they got the the cook, uh, what's her name? France? Francois. Francois. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Francois. Started, you know, <laughs> pumping out loaves of bread, and that changed their lives. Yeah. <laughs> Chef's on point, man. Um, Big deal. And they took Magna, who's like kind of, um, he's kind of a, a foe. He's like kind of on and off of a bad guy, like a, or at least an antagonistic force in a way. I think he's he's good now. Over. He hasn't caused I mean, any trouble, be, but he's yeah. still like a little bit like. Fuck these guys. <laughs> he's a fucking yeah, he's a meathead, jealous meathead mm-hmm. type of what's the guy from Beauty and the Beast? You know Gaston. Yeah, Gaston. he's very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's even got his own uh That's what's the other Gaston dude? Uh, what's Gaston's friend? Oh the Doja. His Doja. That <laughs> <laughs> he's got his own Doja. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, and finally they bring Kinro on, who is uh, a pair one of uh, a pair of brothers of the village. They've never really been apart before. And um Kinro is like the brave one. Ginro, his little brother, is a, a coward. And um, his brother goes along. He's like going on this valiant journey to help the village. And um, they also bring the POWs from the war, like the traitor dude and also, uh, yeah, both traitors from the war. Uh, and uh, rounding it out is uh, is uh, this guy. What's his name? The The mentalist dude. Yeah, the the one that's my favorite. Oh, character, Gen, actually. yeah, Gen, yeah, he's mad funny. Gen is a mentalist, and he's uh, I think uh, I think he's gonna betray them. I think he's fine. I, I see it. I don't think I, so. I'm just calling. That's I feel like they're gonna keep pulling that red herring on us, but I, I, he's very much an opportunist. I and, bet you um, he's the first person that dies. If there's a serious. If this, <laughs> I doubt if anybody's this gonna die. takes <laughs> that turn. These are children. Henry Bourne <laughs> was real chill until it turned up. I right, remember yeah, him. Henry Bourne. Right. Yeah. Right. I feel like this is going to be one of those series. Like, it's going to get to that point where it's like, all right, now that all the groundwork is set, we got to start killing. Straight people. up fighting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's, he's probably going to be the first one that gets smoked. Um, but yeah, they're calling uh, it right now. Okay, so this force sets sail. Genro is in the background, which is this is where like the comedy of the series is pretty much um, full frontal. Uh, Genro's just like got this. Uh, he doesn't want to seem like a coward to the rest of the villagers he stayed behind with. So he's like, I'll go, I'll swim into the waters after the ship and pretend I'm going like, no, take me with you. <laughs> uh, and then swim back when I feel like, uh, when I feel like they're out of reach and I'll just, I can always just go back and be like, well, I tried. <laughs> he does it and he succeeds. He makes it onto the boat because ah, <laughs> yo, they say. save him. Uh, Taiju sees him uh, in, in the middle of the ocean. He's like, I gotta save him. And he does. And Kenro's just, he's like pissed that he's back on board. And uh, they're all happy he's there, and they're all like, wow, we really misjudged you. You're a really brave guy coming over. And he's just like, shit. Um, but yeah, uh, they, they, they say that their destination, this is where the chapter ends, is that the, their destination is the, uh, the capsule that the uh, astronauts came in on. Uh, they're going to find, um, that's where they're going to find, that's their first stop on the way to find answers to what's going on here. Uh, so yeah. I'm excited. I love Dr. Stone. <laughs> it's like such a great series. Uh, big fan. Uh, yeah, that's all I got to say about this one. 
it's all fun. Yeah, it, it, it's a, there's a lot that can still happens. A lot of potential. It's always that's that's always the funnest part of the manga. Mm-hmm. You know, um, this is where we would cover One Piece, but we don't have it this week. Oh, uh, I was just <laughs> glancing over the pages from last week. Yeah, um, we could we could talk more about it next week. Yeah, we I think we get we'll save One Piece for next week yeah, uh, yeah. since we'll give it a fair shake for the next. Uh, Ooh, what's next? Uh, next is um, the Promised Neverland. Oh, okay. You want to take this one? Nah. Oh. <laughs> I was. I thought it was gonna be World Trigger or Hero Academy. That's why. <laughs> All right. Well, Promise Neverland. This is a very simple one. This is also one of the younger series that just came out. The anime just started. Uh, it's Yo, the the anime started getting a lot of steam and popularity. At least according to the social media I be on. I think the first season is really short. I think it's like ten episodes, and I th- I don't know how much it covers. But That's literally the best. Of the like, I of agree. The, manga, um, so the very first arc is the best well of it, just but that, yeah. it's still very good. Yeah, it's still good. It's still good. Uh, Promise Neverland is about this village, uh, this uh, orphanage where all these like gifted children are uh, are together. They uh, they take tests every day, uh, and they otherwise have a pretty normal life. Um, they're orphans. Na- Did you say that already? Yeah. Yeah, they're all orphans. Um, okay, yeah, and, and, and adoption. Uh, every once in a, uh, when they get to a certain age, uh, they are sent off for adoption. Um, in uh, in the first chapter, one of these uh, kids named Connie is sent off for on her way, and she seems to have forgotten her uh, her stuffed rabbit. Uh, Emma, the protagonist, who is basically like the oldest, one of the older kids, like one of the three older kids, she's like very maternal and very yeah, like uh, the protective den of her kids. Yeah, yeah. den mother. Uh, she she notices the rabbit and she goes with this other kid, um, the other oldest kid, Norman, uh, to go to go to the gates to where. You know where the orphanage cuts off to. Yeah, the entrance. Yeah, and uh, when they get there, they find that Connie's fucking dead. Uh, she's just uh, she's been impaled with this weird rose, and these monsters are just like dipping her body into a jar, and they're just like, "We're gonna eat. We're gonna eat this girl." <laughs> well, and that's what yeah, that's what it seemed like. But yes, that is indeed the uh, case. So basically, I found out that uh, the the orphanage is actually a farm. They're raising these kids. So to be uh, to be meat for these demons to to eat, and the the uh, overall like the adult, the only adult in the house, the uh, mother Isabel, or sister Isabel, I don't know which one. Sister Isabel, yeah. but she's still a mother to the kids. Basically. Yeah, she's uh, she's in charge of the whole operation. She she determines who goes when, uh, and they basically try to get them at the peak of their uh, of their intellectual like. Uh, what's it, what would I say? Yeah, the, yeah, you know they get the smartest ones. The, yeah, they they, they 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 map out each kid's potential, and they mm-hmm. say once they've gotten to like their highest potential, they get shipped off and sold out. Because there isn't a certain age. Mm-hmm. There was it's um they just say that when they're ready to get adopted, and they go off. So the kids don't know that this is happening. Right, and um, you know it's uh, fucking horrible. There's huh? a. <laughs> The first arc of that series is just like a uh, an escape, like those three kids the, and this other kid named Ray. Uh, they plot an escape. There's a lot of twists and turns. It's fucking awesome. Uh, and then they actually they actually manage to escape, and they are into this world, this post-apocalyptic world where just demons are crawling everywhere. Um, and these demons have a hierarchy of their own. They have their own society. Some of them are just like animalistic monsters, and some of them are actually can speak and can think. Yeah, uh, villages and such. There's commerce. You um, know, yeah, kingdoms. basically. At some point, like before they escape the farm, Norman, one of the kids, is uh, is taken, and he's sold to adoption. We are we're meant to believe that he was killed, but he actually survived. They sent him to a different farm because he was on another level, 
he was like smarter than these other kids and he managed his own escape from this other farm and he's been running this opposition force towards the demons. Uh, after Ray and Emma go through all of what they go through, they finally find him and he's been this leader. They find out he's this leader of this opposition and he wants to eliminate all demons. Um, but Emma has this kind of like idealistic side to her where she doesn't really want anyone to die. So she's trying to find an alternative to this massacre that Norman is planning. Uh, That's the core of this series in general. It's very philosophical. Um, from the first chapter, is they you know they make it seem like it's about like strategy, but at the end of the day, it's about you know what what are the risks we're gonna take in order to not just be fooled. You well, know? Yeah. so it's it's, it's deep because Emma is very uncompromisingly like none of the kids are to die in this in, in this whole ordeal, and yeah. a couple of them actually do, which is I feel like a missed opportunity sometimes because it. She doesn't have time to process those deaths, and though, and this is like a core thing of her character that she can't, she doesn't, uh, she's not good with death essentially. Um, but yeah, now that she's back and she's trying to be more compassionate, it feels like more consistent. Um, basically, her, her and Norman make this deal. If you, he's still going to go through with this plan to uh, annihilate the demons, but if she can find an alternative by the time this plan really goes into motion, then he'll consider it. Um, and ba and this chapter is basically her saying goodbye to the rest of the kids. Mm. Uh, it's only going to be her and Ray who go off to find these seven walls, which is, uh, I guess, the division between the monster world and the, uh, the demon world and the human world. Who knows? I I I don't. I have no yeah, idea. There's a lot of mystery you know. surrounding the mythology of this world. Uh, so she's going to try to find it and make a new promise because this world is built on a promise between humans and demons. There's a human society that is untouched by this, on the condition that they have these farms. So the demons can also survive and eat as well. Uh, so she's trying to. She, we don't know what her promise will be with this other, with this king demon guy, but she's gonna try to figure it out so no one dies. Uh, and chapter ends with them just basically embarking on their quest. Uh, and fucking, this is a this is a slower chapter because it was just more of a transition to to, uh, to the yeah. new arc. Uh, we'll see where it goes. Uh, They've been on the run this whole time until literally, like, just recent. Yeah. So, again, yeah, it's transitioning to them about to go on the run. I, I, and I think that's going to end soon. They mentioned that, like, this is supposed to be the final arc. Uh, so, we may see the end of it before the end of the year, actually. Uh, wow. So, and this has never been a battle-heavy series, so it can probably end yeah, it's all, it's relatively soon. Yeah, it's and strategy, a lot of, you know... But yeah, okay. very worth uh, very worth all the hype. It's very good. Um, and now we're doing my hero, which you've seen. Uh, so we and I'm sure it's super popular. So we don't really have to explain it. But uh, basically, world of superheroes, uh, <laughs> capitalism mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah, um, children. Yeah, and children are training to be it's one sky high. The manga. Some of them are am yeah. American, kind of right. Uh, but one of them. One of them could be pony. Pony is pony is, and B. then. I there was a weird mention anyway it doesn't matter I um, it always throws me off Whoa. someone was in America right um, All Might was studied in America at some point oh I didn't know that yeah there was like some point where they talk about that's where he got his like weird the names of his the names of the states yeah Texas basically man. Oh. yeah it was Oklahoma one of the I think you meet one of the dudes he was with I think at some point and then they talk Grand about Torino? how he was Grand in America. Torino? Yeah. No, Gran Torino was in Japan. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just guessing. He was his homeroom teacher in, um, when he was in UA. Me and Chris have mentioned this a few times where, you know, we don't know if, because 
everything we've seen has been based off what's happening in Japan. You know, about the, oh, the hero yeah. society in Japan, the government in Japan, the state of affairs in Japan. We don't know if there's a whole world of superheroes out there in the rest of the country. You know, if it's fucking wasteland because everyone killed themselves and only Japan was able to hold it down. Who knows? You know, uh, that's I'm actually, I feel like, uh, I don't need to know, in all fairness, because I feel like that would make the story a little too big for what it feels like it wants to do. Yeah, but what's happening in India, man? <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Are there nah, Indian superheroes? <laughs> it's got to be a big deal, man. Um, I mean, probably is, but, you know, this is I think ju- it'll we're just in Japan. Point eventually. I, I, I think, uh, you know, mm. I don't see this series ending anytime soon. No, oh, yeah. It's much not. like One Piece, so... Um, but yeah, this is chapter 223, Cockroaches. Basically, this has been a villain arc. Uh, this has been mostly focusing on the League of Villains. Uh, they haven't been doing all that much since All Might retired. Um, they pop up again, but very shortly. Uh, right now, uh, now that All for One is out of the picture, um, Shigaraki is now like supposed to be head honcho, and they've, they've been living in squalor, just on the run. Uh, they haven't been doing pretty well. They look like they're living in a bando right now. Yeah, they're not doing great. <laughs> Boarded up windows. Well, you know, being poor makes you humble, bro. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's made it. It's honestly developed Shigaraki's character. He's way more humble than he used to be. Um, he's uh, and this this arc has kind of like a, a a side focus on Spinner, the lizard guy that rolls with them. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. I don't know where they're going with it. But uh, I like it. I I have a theory, but I'll get to it at the end of this. Um, Basically, what's been happening is Spinner is just like, what the fuck are we even doing anymore? Um, we're, like, living, like, shit right now. Like, Mr. Compress has lost his arm. We're losing everything. We don't have anything. Uh, and Shigaraki doesn't know. He doesn't have any answers, really. He's just trying to bide his time until he figures something out. Uh, and then they're found by this guy named Giganto Machia, who used to work for All for One, who is, like, pissed that Shigaraki is, like, the, uh, the successor to All for One. And he doesn't accept him. Uh, they run into him and they try to fight him, but he's like so fucking strong. He's this giant dude with like all of the muscles in the world. Um, and uh, they get teleported away into this weird laboratory in the middle of the fight to the doctor, not all for one's former doctor, who seems to look like the doctor that uh, diagnosed Deku with no quirk. Which, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. The internet has been going crazy about it, honestly. I haven't even noticed that, man. That's yeah, I noticed crazy. it, but I'm like, that can't be the same guy. And everybody else noticed it, so... What what would the context be though? Why we you don't know? we like, don't know well, what? Who knows? A lot of people are saying that they stole Deku's original quirk, and I w- I don't know how I feel about that. But but even if that was the, it just doesn't seem likely to me because even if that was the case, where's the impact? Where's the yeah? I don't know. Well, oh, that, he was supposed to have this power. Like nothing like that is developed yet. Yeah. You know, oh, well, no, this is all conjecture at this. I point. would I really would break it down know. as a person, as a, how human beings live. I don't know if they live the same way in manga, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he grew up with Bakugo. Mm-hmm. If yeah, there's yeah. a doctor who's stealing kids' quirks, you know what I mean? Like, there would be more people diagnosed with no quirk, and you would have better quirks pulling from kids. Yeah, but that's the thing. Is there, like, at what point would, would he have done this? You yeah. Because he, he only pops up for one panel in the whole series, and it's when he's diagnosing him. And he explains why Deku, like, the physical signs of Deku not having a quirk. Yeah. So it's very strange. We'll see where it I goes. I think if that was the case, it would kind of undermine I think so, everything. too. That's why I would have a problem with it. That I think like it's okay it that he didn't have powers, and it's fine that, you know. I would, uh, yeah, I would argue yeah. that that's, yeah. like, too, yeah. I would think that that's not what happened. Yeah. But. It almost feels like retconning it, you know. 
I think it'd like, be cool. I think it's a cool twist that if it does turn out to be the actual doctor, that's a cool twist. But as to why, we don't know. Yeah, yeah. there has to be some heavy storytelling. <laughs> like it had to be really uh, executed really well for me to say. Okay, well, there's a lot of coincidences old, as well because he's know. a doc. Like both are doctors, and you know he's been looking for all for uh, looking after all for one for all this time. So you know. They both happen to be doctors, so it's like that's a connection. They look exactly the same. Um, so and he looks like Dr. Eggman, essentially, from like, Sonic the Hedgehog. I love that design. He's got a great design on him. Um, yeah, it looks so but basically, he shit. picks them up, and the whole league, and he's just like, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I don't know if I've accepted you yet. Um, so, but uh, I'm, I feel like I'm more lenient than Gigantomachia, who's like beating the shit out of you guys. Um, so he's like, if you can get Gigantomachia to uh, to submit to you, then I'll I'll, I'll help you guys out, because he's the guy who also manufactures all the Nomu. Oh, okay. So, like, if you can convince him, I'll lend you my resources and stuff. So, for a month and a half at the start of this chapter, uh, the League of Villains has been fighting him. Uh, for a full month and a half, and they haven't gotten any closer. Um, He's been mostly going after Shigaraki and uh, the other League of Villains members, like, jump in every now and then uh, to help out. But nothing's working so far. Uh, in the middle of, uh, while he sleeps, Gigantomachia apparently sleeps for three hours. And in the middle of that break time, uh, he, uh, Shigaraki gets a call from this guy who's part of this Meta Liberation Army, basically the X-Men. <laughs> it's like, I think that's what they're going for. I don't know. I, I don't. The Meta Liberation Army. They're like uh, they're the rebels. They're like uh, Metas are being uh, discriminated. Wouldn't against. they be like Magneto's peoples then? They weren't. Uh, yeah, I guess he'd be like uh, on the Magneto side of X Men. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he gives him a call and he's like, um, "You, your guys, is, the League of Villains has gotten too big in name and they're kind of dwarfing us. Uh, so in order for us to make our name, we're gonna destroy you." So. And they're all, all these guys are undercover. They have, like, jobs that are very involved in the hero business. Um, one, like, the president, like, the head guy at this, um, this Liberation Army is, uh, is a support guy. Um, and he's, he's basically gave, like, sent out a call to a lot of, like, of the top heroes and basically said, if you don't, if you don't come over here and fight us, we've also have your, they, they also have that guy, the dealer, dude that pops up every now and then and talks. Uh, I forget his name, but. He's a bad guy. Yeah. One of one of the League of Villains peoples, they 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 yap them up. Yeah, and it's the dude uh, that makes shit small. No, okay. Mr. Compress mm -hmm. is with them. He's uh, I don't know. I've uh, nah, he pops Mr. up Compress every now and one then. Of the so goons. I don't. I'm not surprised you don't really. Yeah, remember. yeah. He, he he ain't one of the goons. He's one of you know. He's he does. His but own basically, thing they on captured the him and they cut off his fingers and basically saying if if you don't you you can come down here and say. Oh no no no! They all right. So he he held it down right. So they snapped <laughs> his fingers off and oh, he yeah. ain't talk. Right? <laughs> he's like, fuck it, I ain't no bitch. I ain't, he ain't even cry. He didn't he cry. He ain't even cry, right? That's and what then they said. After <laughs> all of that, after all of that, they found out the information anyway. Or, or some other way. Someone found his, his little disc yeah, or whatever. They found, like they, they, he deleted his client list, but they, they managed to retrieve it. And like, he's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, so he didn't, lose his, he, he didn't lose his hand. He lost his finger, 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 finger. So he just has palm. But you can't do anything with it. Yeah, and, uh, so, you know, real real uh, dude. Real ass dude. <laughs> Did not give up his friends. Damn. Got I mad feel respect bad, for him. man. Yeah, for so real. So now, basically, he, 
the chapter ends with that choice. It's like Shigaraki either stops fighting Gigantomachi and goes to save this guy, or they can stay there and get captured by all the top heroes. Uh, it's very good. <laughs> it's, I love it when, sh uh, when, when they focus on the villains because they have particularly cool like moments. I don't know if the anime got to this point. I didn't really finish season three where they got, got into Twice's backstory. Uh oh yes like a yeah he doesn't know whether or not he's yeah, a copy I yeah. love that that was like one of my favorite chapters yeah that shit was whole wild scene. man <laughs> um that fucked me up but yeah I'm I'm so excited I love like I think the League of Villains is a great villain group in general so I mean and here's my theory I think Spinner is gonna join this Liberation Army because this whole thing is about like he's had this thing on the side where he joined the League of Villains because he was discriminated against because he's a lizard person and everybody just assumed that he was like a bad guy or they would make fun of him and pick on him and stuff. Uh, I, I always think about how the fact that like if I had a quirk, it'd probably be like, I'm a cat guy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like oh, I'm, I'm insulary, like one of the, one of the cat cops, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how like all the policemen's quirk is that I just have a cat head. Yeah. <laughs> the dog head guy. Yeah, the dog yeah, head guy is the chief. <laughs> And I love how detailed the dog guy is. Yeah, <laughs> it's very well drawn. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. mm -hmm. dog face. But yeah, My Hero Academia is in a really good spot for me right now. Uh, I'm very excited to see what comes of this. Uh, They're doing what they do best, right? They're developing their characters. Yeah. It's always um, cool. All right. Well, that's that, I guess. Um, we're going to end with World Trigger on the manga side. Oh, my God. The very, the very <laughs> best comic that is out. Yes, I didn't say manga. I said, come. Yeah, this is also it's very the high best up on the thing list for me. that's uh. being sent digitally and being written on paper. <laughs> <laughs> I put that on my mother. All right, this is uh, this is the story of World Trigger, everybody. This is not a popular series here. I think uh, I think it's fine here actually, but uh, World Trigger is a series that's also very young, only because the author has been on hiatus for like two years because can, of an injury. Can I? <laughs> oh. What but kind of injury? Like a hand injury, or like I, a I think his back. Oh, like his, and that's it. Yeah. So okay. he's he's been going through like physical therapy and stuff. Oh shit! Uh, and he's recently returned. Can uh, I can I guess what World Trigger is? What? Four, fourteen-year-old. <laughs> um, accidentally figured out that the planet Earth is just a trigger for a giant galactic gun. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and uh, adults are no help. Uh, <laughs> no help at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, you know, um, there we there we are. <laughs> you're wrong. That's, <laughs> you're not what. It, that's not what it is. All right. Um, but you're not that far off. Uh, the the main fighting force of this series is. An army of fourteen-year-old boys and girls. That's a legitimate reason. For and a it, couple though. of early twenties. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the story uh, is about how our world has been invaded by these uh, other-dimensional aliens. At first, we think these they're these big monsters, but they are actually like a a bunch. The humanoid. Like, yeah, hundreds of different worlds with humanoids on them, and um, they struggle for resources. So what they do is is that they come here and they kidnap people. And use our like trion levels, which is basically the energy of this series, to power their world. Because uh, the more of it they have, like the less of it they have, the world just shrinks until nobody can live on it. So that's what they've been doing. Um, so the world has de developed this uh, 
this military force made up of 14 year olds. But for a fair reason, I guess, uh, in story, uh, there is uh, the power comes from this uh, invisible gland in the body called the trion gland. Uh, people in high school, their their glands are not fully developed, so they have more potential to grow them and become stronger as adults. So that's how they, they basically... There's more to gain from starting them at the youngest point they can, basically. So we've started from this point where like they're just starting to fight back. Is that no, kind of the idea? they've been fighting back for years. Okay, uh, but they yeah, not like hundreds uh, of uh, years. But we're like this is this is recent. Yeah, it is. We're recent. focusing on one class. It's like the the class well, of you know. I, I think the whole military gets its own spotlight because um, they had they they do this uh, system. Osamu is the main character. He's uh, just this regular kid. He's not even a good. He's not even good at it. He's like he started as like just a trainee. Uh, he doesn't have a high level try on, but he is very intelligent. Uh, and he he's also very brave. He always throws himself into these situations. He knows he can't win. Interesting. Just because he feels not because like he's a great guy, but he feels like he has an obligation as a soldier. You said this is a manga. <laughs> <laughs> you said this follows the rules of manga. Oh no, Does it doesn't. It? Uh, no, I mean you know it sounds pretty much like uh, you know uh, who we were just talking about, Midoriya. Mm-hmm. But it, but he doesn't get any. And he doesn't improve for per se. He doesn't get like super strong. He's still very weak himself. But he's uh, one of the most passive main characters. Yeah. And I wouldn't even call him, this is the cool thing. I don't think he's the main character. I think it's there's a whole crew of them and, and everybody counts equally. Yeah, I wouldn't say he's like yeah. passive. I think passive is too strong of a word, but he is not like the he is not they don't rely on him for to like kick ass, you know, like him personally. He's more of the brains of the situation. Yeah. But basically, the, the way this military works is that, like, when you go in, you build a squad after you make the regular, like, ranks, which is B rank. So you're able to form a squad of five, at least. Or, um, or like, at maximum. Um, you can only form five at most. Some people have four. Some people have three. Um, and uh, Osamu runs into this neighbor. That's what they call these other people, these other, these aliens, essentially. Uh, a neighbor, like, in, a humanoid neighbor infiltrates them. And he gets them. He's a good guy. He joins them. He's the strong guy. And he's, uh, I think he's old, like slightly older than Osamu, but he's stuck in an 11 year old's body because um, what ha- the way they fight in the series is so children aren't literally like getting their limbs blown off. Um, they build these artificial bodies out of Tryon and um, that look exactly like them. Yeah, uh, they, can, they have the option to turn off pain, but it's kind of disadvantageous because. Like, you can keep on a little bit so you know what got cut off, if anything. Um, and uh, this kid is sh- is just stuck in a Tryon body because he, he was destroyed in his world and his father sacrificed his life so he can have this body. But it's it, it has a time limit. He can't be that... He can't stay in this for long and eventually he'll die. Um, so basically, like, up to this point, the series has just been them trying to ascend to the ranks that ranks high enough to uh, go on away missions to these other worlds and uh, like save a bunch of the original people who were abducted a long time ago as well as the people who were recently abducted up till that point. Uh, So yeah, that's basically the series at this point. Not a lot of like, it's been a lot, it's a very like battle heavy series but it's very different in that nobody's just straight up punching each other in the face. It's more of like a tactical thing. Uh, yeah, they have like weapons classes. Some people use swords. Some people use guns. Um, Osamu himself uses like the bullets themselves, and he could just like fire them off. 
Yeah, kind of like you know, as, as if you're shooting blast. They call them they call them like bullets still, mm-hmm. but there are there's like there's gunners that people that use actual like weapons like like you know like guns like assault rifles and stuff, and then there's shooters which you know create like they you know they produce like uh, concentrations the of energy themselves. and shoot some. They can control how they go. It's it's cool because it's not it's not just like Dragon Ball Z or or even mm-hmm. Naruto, right? Where like they're just throwing special attacks at each other and yeah, they have snipers just punching each other. Yeah, it's suit everything. Everything they do is is thought and, and planned out. You know, like uh, the the what they do is that they fight within each other. You know, to to establish rankings and to see who's better, who's the best with this type of weapon. And what is it? Like, basically, every week they have this thing called the Rank War. Mm-hmm. And um, that's basically the best part of this series. Yeah, and that's yeah, been the right? the chunk of this series is the Rank Wars. Um, the B Rank Wars are them just, like, climbing over each other in rank until they can hit A rank. Yeah. Um, so ev- every every match has been an um, opportunity for growth for all the characters and um, just seeing something new. You know, it's always exciting. There's always... It's, it's, like, a, it's like a chess match on paper. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like... And they, it, they treat it like a sport where there's, like, yeah. uh, commentators, everybody in the military, like, that's not participating is watching. And uh, there's commentators explaining, like, the various strategies that are happening. It's very, like, surprisingly sophisticated for something that's marketed super, to kids. Yeah, super <laughs> sophisticated, yeah, um, for sure. The only downside is that it is now monthly because of the writer's condition. And, like, this is... When it's in full swing, when, like, the rank wars are actually happening, it's literally the most exciting thing to read it. Yeah, week to week. To week. You're just uh, waiting. I mean, fuck everything else. <laughs> I, I think it's, like, it speaks to the sports fan in anybody because these guys mm-hmm. are, like, literally... They have commentators going, like, holy shit! And they give it up, you know? Like, you know, we said that it is tactical, but when it gets... You know, when it's book to grow, when it, when it, when it's time to yeah, get it in, yo, they it's it's really really drawn out well, you know, and they and uh, the the creator he he gives you enough at a time, you know, because mm-hmm. he'll he, he, he there is a lot of setup. It is pretty slow, but when it's going, it gets going. Mm-hmm. So, like Chris said, it's exciting. Yeah, the know? the previous chapter ended with um, it started with like them meeting their next opponent. They fight in groups like the, every. They, there's more than like three teams fighting at a time in one in one rank war, uh, and they met like the top team and the B rank squad, uh, and they just like happen to run into each other. They're like friends outside. They they don't hate each other. Yeah, yeah, they're all but, cool. Uh, they meet up after and talk and chill, just like you know. Yeah, there was basically they feel yeah, it's like, like they, scrimmages. They feel like they this yeah. team has got like kind of a handle on their next strategy, like they, what they're gonna do next. So they're trying to do some massive like control to try to figure it out like something else to do uh the the sniper of their team this little girl named chica yeah (laughs) yeah yeah she's like 12 years she's very like gentle soul she's very nice but she's the strongest in terms of try on among them she has the like by far the most um so and she and but she is unable apparently up to this point to shoot people themselves so she uses her try on as a cannon to shoot like the terrain and alter the terrain uh and they recently just added another neighbor who recently invaded them to the team because he has like a common goal of getting back to his world, and he ba- and they're trying to say, all right, then you two team up and do something because you guys got the most try on here, uh, and me and this other guy will figure something else out. Uh, so basically, I think what's happening now is they're gonna try to work out how she why she can't shoot people themselves because he, this guy Hughes doesn't believe that he ca- that she she's unable to is that she chooses not to for some reason. 
Yeah, basically he's just saying she's soft. It ain't nothing like <laughs> oh, like this, she's incapable. It's like, I nah, think you she can got, you gotta break it. out the show. Well, that's the thing is like uh, there's another character who they draw a parallel to who apparently has betrayed their army and moved on to the next to to the next world, who was a sniper and also couldn't shoot people. So but she was nice. Like she instead of shooting people, she would shoot. She got so accurate, she would just shoot, she would shoot the weapons, weapons out, out their of hands. their hands. Uh, and make, you know, set up kills for her home, you know, for her teammates and stuff. But, yeah. Uh, that's why that chapter... When when they're off the rank wars, it's pretty much just very slow development for maybe four chapters or so. And then they're back at it, and it's fucking amazing. <laughs> but uh, I'm excited to see where this goes. Chica doesn't have, like, the, the most development out of the series. I think this is maybe going to be her chance to shine. Because she's going to the other worlds, whether they like it or whether they win or not. They're all winning. They're all vying for the opportunity to go. But yeah, she's that's going the goal to to go on the trip to to go on to the mm-hmm. the away mission for and you know they had an agreement with war the guy, or whatever with the <laughs> top dude, uh, the, like the head of the entire fucking operation is just like, all right, you guys, we're we're thinking of taking B rank sw- squads with us, like only the top two though. So, and in order to do that, we need more Tryon for our ship. So we'll need Chica to come with us. She'll come with us no matter what. And in exchange, you can have this other neighbor come on your team. So that's the arrangement they have. There's a lot to explain with World Trigger, but this is very, I'm very excited for it. Uh, it, it comes out monthly, so I think the next time we'll talk about it is May somewhere. Uh, but I just wanted to introduce it off the bat. Um, yeah, we'll get, a little, and we'll get a little bit more in depth with the actual issue, you know, with, with the issue. Yeah, Since but... I'm going to be introducing it. Chapter, chapter of the week, real quick, before we move on to our quick thoughts on American comics today. Um, for me, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to uh, to My Hero Academia. I'm loving this arc so much. Uh, with the um, with uh, I, I love this like uh, this challenge that they're presented now that they have they have an opposition force to them. Yeah, it, it's not every day that you get a villain centric arc where they where you just see what they do. They they usually tend to keep villains in the shadows, but now and it's a straight up villain on villain conflict. Like there's no. I mean, maybe heroes may get involved in at some capacity, but at the end of the day, this is about you know Shigaraki getting his homies together, saying "fuck out of here, we ain't, <laughs> we ain't letting them rock." <laughs> he chopped my dude's fingers off, man. Come on, all right, you gotta get him. What's your chapter of the week? Um, you ain't even gotta ask, bro. Come on, World Trigger. It came out this week. <laughs> it can't have a bad chapter. It will always be the best. All right, but if we're, <laughs> if we're not. <laughs> If we're not counting World Trigger, though, um, <laughs> and we're gonna start with Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, this is uh, we're in the middle of the hunted arc. Yeah, oh. they 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 ratcheted this shit up for yeah. Spider-Man because it's been kind of lame. Not gonna lie, I, I I had to catch up on a few Spider-Man mm-hmm. chapters up to Hunted because I didn't really care about Black Cat that much, mm-hmm. and that's what they would you know. That's well, what he's with, right? here's this is like the first time Amazing Spider-Man like in the last few weeks that the series has restarted itself. It's the first time in a very long time that it hasn't been written by Dan Slott. So Nick Spencer is just kind of like establishing what his run on Spider-Man is going to be from here on out. Uh, there's a lot of like build up up to this point, but now this is uh, the first like big arc of uh, of Spider-Man since Nick Spencer took over and it's hunted. It's a, it's a Craven the Hunter storyline. Uh, I'm Craven's hunter. <laughs> Shaka bra. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and uh, basically the premise of this arc is that uh, Craven the Hunter and his uh, clone, 
<laughs> have stolen uh, his clone child. Yeah, his clone child that had killed all his other clone children. And Cra- Craven's just like, cool. Uh, because he's uh, he's a jungleman and he's a hunter. He's like, yeah, survival of the fittest and stuff. Uh, so basically, what they've done here is that they've abducted all of us. They've abducted Spider-Man and all of his animal-themed uh, rose gallery and shoved them into this random forest. So Craven uh, is now having these rich people pilot these uh, robots and pay him to hunt all these uh, all these animal totems as uh, he, he calls them. Uh, and uh, everybody's a dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Spider-Man wakes up in his, uh, in his uh, symbiote-colored suit. It's not his actual symbiote suit, but it's the black suit he wore when he had control over the symbiote at the time. Yeah, I wonder why. I think it's because, like, I don't know. This is way before my time reading Spider-Man, but I'm, I understand that Kraven is, has been dead for a while, uh, and he has recently resurrected... At that time, Spider-Man was donning the black outfit, from what I know. Oh, so sentimental value to I it. guess. Um, That's nice. <laughs> yeah. So basically, like all these, uh, all of these guys are just like running around. A lot of them have died, actually, but not no one's no one you recognize off the top. Nobody from the animated series has passed. <laughs> yeah, um, that's the guy. Rhino guy. They got Rhino oh, guy. They got <laughs> Miss Piggy. They don't have Miss Piggy. <laughs> Disney wouldn't let that happen. Oh, okay. Disney also owns the Muppets, <laughs> so they wouldn't let Miss Piggy get involved. In so who show. who got who got who got who got whacked? Uh, Gibbon recently. <laughs> who is? <laughs> uh, they last issue they they had these little tie-in issues that focus on specific. Uh, characters in this arc and Gibbon is one of them. I did not know who Gibbon was uh at this time, but his story kind of explained like his little tie-in explained like his significance to the Spider-Man lore stuff. He's basically like kind of uh uh not not the worst guy, but a bad guy still. Uh and uh he was viciously murdered by these people who are hunting. It was kind of sad. Uh, very depressing. Yeah. Uh, but he, that's where this issue picks up is uh, Spider-Man is now holding Gibbon's dead body uh, after he died uh, un- misunderstood and whatever. Very doing, sad. doing what he loved. Doing what he loved, being misunderstood. Gibbon. <laughs> Gibbon around. <laughs> Gibbon, <laughs> Gibbon around. <laughs> He's dead. Brian, have more respect. <laughs> mm, I'll respect him when he respects me. All right. That's fair. That's a fair trade. Um, so basically, it's uh, Spider-Man finds the rest of the villains. They've all like crowded uh, crowded around the Vulture, who's uh, who who initially was the cause of Gibbon's death. He kind of abandoned him to die, and but at the same time, he's like lying about it, telling him like, "Oh, he sacrificed himself so I could get one of their cyborg heads, and I can reverse engineer all the blah 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 blah." And um, Spider-Man is like, why are you all trusting the Vulture? And they're like, because you're Spider-Man and we're all supervillains you've imprisoned before. So they're just kind of rolling with him. Um, That's a legitimate reason. Yeah, this is, I can understand the... I can understand that. The hesitation to trust Spider-Man if you're the rhino. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they go off and hang out with the, the Vulture. Uh, and Spider-Man meets Black Ant, who was betrayed by uh, Taskmaster. They... Both of these guys have been best buddies since the Secret Empire event. And recently, Taskmaster has betrayed Black Ant because he is also an animal and uh, has claimed his bounty, uh, thought they killed him. And he, uh, he finds Spidey 
and he tells him uh, he's about to tell him the whole truth about this place. So that's where that issue ends. Also, Black Cat is doing stuff too. She's like stuck. Uh, she's also been captured, but not in the forest. Do you, Do you guys want to rank the the issue? Uh, Should we come up with the rankings? Like, I, uh, how do you feel? How do you feel about? I it? like how many, this how issue. Many stars. I'm enjoying this arc so far. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I sound so unexcited about it. Right. I'm having a good time. Between one and eighty-six stars. Ooh, I would give it a solid eighty-two stars. Oh shit! <laughs> Coming on. I gotta see a little bit more intensity. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't. You I know, feel like yeah, it's people pretty were getting off, but no one really got <laughs> smoked yet. You know I felt bad saying? for Gibbon. <laughs> Gibbon, <laughs> Gibbon was a genuinely very sad story. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, black uh, black what cat. About the hot goblin. Hot Gob- goblin's not an animal. Well, whoever this dude is, who the fuck is that? Oh, that's the centipede. Uh, ew. <laughs> that's ew, something from the last a real issue. Centipede man. That's something from the last issue. I feel like he's the bigger villain uh, that uh, Spider-Man's going to face later you think, on. You think they would hunt me if I was a cat guy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they captured Black Cat. Yeah, but I'm a cat like, lady. But I'm just like a cat. Not like I wouldn't be called Black Cat. I'd be called Brian. I'm a cop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a cat. You just a cat? cat cop. Yeah. I think you'd be Am I fucked? Nope. No, no, no. You're you're come after you. He'd come total. after me. Yeah. He captured everyone who's animal related. I'm, but I'm like, but they call themselves animal things. He's not. He's an actual cat. cat Brian. <laughs> He's just <laughs> Brian who happens to be a cat. Mm. There's mm. a difference. <laughs> well, you know, I never claim to understand Craven's psychological. What if <laughs> this is what's, what if what if Boku no Hero? That's what's going on in Japan, but at the same point, <laughs> right now, marvelous, marvelous, what's happening in the there U.S. There you go. That's your answer, Josh. That's <laughs> your answer. It's just the Marvel and DC universes out there. Oh, that's <laughs> all I can hope for, man. I, I'd, I'd hope that it's the, the cross universe. <laughs> like they go to them for some Little reason. Superman and, like, and oh all, shit, it's and Iron Man. Alpha one. <laughs> that's what it is. What's your quirk, Iron Man? I build things. Oh, yeah. I guess he would technically... <laughs> right? I mean, I always liked the the principal. I thought he was cool as shit. I thought the principal is cool. He just, yeah. He's just really good at plants, you know? Yeah. He's also a mouse who could talk. <laughs> <laughs> he's got right. a scar on his eye. Yeah. I mean, you, you know <laughs> what that means. Just to show he's been through well, some... Oh, yeah. I thought it was just because <laughs> he's a maybe tough guy. Maybe he's a reformed evil guy, you know? Maybe he was an oh. evil genius at some point hmm. with the scar eye thing. That would be cool. I think he's the yeah. traitor. You think he's the traitor? I don't think, I he's, think the he's the traitor. I think maybe it was like a weird uh, <laughs> splinter situation that he watched his master do evil things <laughs> while he was in a cage, and then he raised some turtles of his own, and then <laughs> had a had a change. What if the doctor did it? What if the doctor gave him his quirk? Oh, yeah. What if it was Medora? Anyway, all right. I feel like <laughs> yeah, this started out as Spider-Man. <laughs> so, yeah, this is a good issue. I enjoyed it. Uh, oh, also, the Taskmaster catches the lizard. Uh, whose son is with the black cat. Black uh, The lizard has a son, and he is in prison with the black cat. Oh, I thought he was, like, romantically involved. No, okay. they, he's a child. Oh. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what is it? You act like him not being in a relationship is... Okay, the child is also in prison. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, he's in prison, but he's a child, so how is he going to be in a relationship with the black but cat? But he's in prison. He is in prison. So he's old enough to be in adult prison. No, no, not prison. no. He's Craven in Craven pi- prison. Oh, got it, got Craven, it, got yeah. it. It's Craven shoved prison. Shoved him into a cage. Okay, cool, got yeah, it. If you call yourself an animal person, you're mm-hmm. right there. Yeah, if you're um, an animal, per- that's why I think. Got it. That's why I think you as a cat. Oh yeah, you're right. You know why? <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, they because the lizard was captured. Yeah, okay. he's a lizard. Yeah, he's, he's not a lizard man. He's not a lizard boy. Boy lizard. He's just that kid. That's what about the scorpion? That guy's still around. Yeah, he's also in. 
What about yeah, he just Hawkeye? Got his ass beat. <laughs> Hawkeye is part of the West Coast Adventure uh, Avengers, which is a cool. No, book. it's not. I enjoy it. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's a it's a comedy book mostly. It's not like a. It's not like it doesn't take itself seriously. You know how comedies never win awards. Comedy that's not their fault. <laughs> Wait, then that's not true because the goon won on Eisner. Yeah, and bitch. it's a comedy. What do you think? That was one. <laughs> well, I named it. So. <laughs> <laughs> what, what now? Huh? It's good. What? Hmm? It's very good. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. But anyway, <laughs> we're not talking about West Coast Adventures. <laughs> uh, so yeah, check it out if you can. Uh, this is a good. This is a good series. It's a good place to pick up. There's nothing really from the past issues that are really. Um, Super prevalent. So, no start man, f- now without having to get into Dan Slot's run, and that's uh, for another. You day. could probably even you don't even need to necessarily read uh, Dan Slot's run. I guess this is just a good pickup point for anybody who wants to. Read oh, from the beginning of of this guy uh, of um, this guy of Spencer's run. Spencer, yeah. So, and this is like this is seventeenth issue, so it's still pretty early in. Um, oh yeah, there's, yeah. There's plenty. I caught up really easy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, get into it. Uh, next, we're doing Detective Comics 1001. Uh, I'm sad we missed 1000. Uh, we could have done that on this show, and that would be pretty cool. But um, It was just a mashup of a bunch of different like little stories. It was and They did the same thing for Action yeah. Comics 1000. But uh, it's good that they finally made it this far. They, uh, Peter Tomasi's still on the writing staff. Uh, he is uh, starting his, uh, his new arc in this new era of Batman Detective Comics with... Uh, they're bringing the Arkham Knight into this, who is a video game villain uh, from one of the Arkham games. Oh, is that what he's? So he's from somewhere else. He's well, not he was. Him. He's not going to be the same guy because in the game, I think it was Jason Todd, and oh. he's Red Hood right now. So this Arkham Knight dude's going to be someone else. Uh, but uh, basically, this this issue is kind of weird because it starts off with like the christening of this organization organization called the Knights of the Sun, which I imagine is what the Arkham Knight is doing. And then it turned into a weird man bat adventure for a second. Feels unrelated. But then all of a sudden, the Knights of the Sun create this weird artificial sun and start fucking shit up. And Batman's like, not in my town, as he's wont to do. And then so they, the sun? An artificial sun? Yeah, they create a... F- oh. Like a star? Yeah, like a star. <laughs> Where yes. did they put it? In the sky. Like next to the other sun? Or? No, no, it's night. <laughs> it's night. So it was a small one. Yes. A vi- a very you know how in Dragon Ball Z, uh, Piccolo just created a moon? I don't remember that, but I believe it. He did. I assume that took 600 episodes. <laughs> nope. And it was a lot of zooms <laughs> in on his face. It, took, it was way quicker than <laughs> anything that's ever happened on that show. He, uh, <laughs> Gohan started turning into a giant ape, and he's like, oh, I'll just make a moon. Oh, oh. yeah, he did. <laughs> he created a moon. All right. Why? So, so they got Piccolo involved. Mm-hmm. I hear that man bat is no, but he can't make a sun. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so somehow they've made a sun, a small sun, because if it was an actual sun, yeah, no, enough to R. illuminate R. Gotham. Yeah, okay. which uh, we can do the science later and figure out how big that sun would be. Um, but um, yeah, Batman goes by himself. He's like, I'm fucking Batman. I'm fuck shit up. I'm the best. Then he gets his ass whooped by these Knights of the Sun. Uh, it's a bunch of them that yeah. It's a bunch of them that look like that guy on the cover. Yeah. Well, they don't have like the bad outfit. They just have like. But there's that one particular. Yeah. Then the Arkham Knight shows up, and he's like, 
we gonna fuck you up, Batman, and then have his foot on his. Oh, head. so he's the leader of yeah, these he's other the leader okay, of okay. the other uh, Knights of the Sun, and that's where the issue ends. Batman is under under the enemy's boot, uh, and like I'm the new big bad guy. Um, man, this bothers me. I don't know if you have finished recapping the the. Comic, no, yeah, this is basically what happens. Man, not 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 to start Batman on a sour note, because you know I really do like Batman. Actually, I like Tom King's Batman. A lot more than what Detective Comics has been. But, you know, this has nothing to do with Dr. Manhattan. And <laughs> that really bothers me. Oh, yeah. Are you aware of Doomsday Clock? Are we all, like, combined in now? Is that what's happening? Literally, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I knew that they were writing. Yeah, the is, Watchmen has this just is now, been like, how far out I, I've been since I've, like, gone to a comic book store. But mm-hmm. the Watchmen has not, had not started. No, they were about to start. The new series of stuff. Yeah, they ju- it's a big event where uh, the Watchmen are folded into the DCU and they're responsible for essentially the the DC reboot that happened in 2011. Oh, okay. Somehow. Yeah. They they like folding their stuff in. There's a there's a Batman crossover with Planetary and Planetary just yes. like makes fun of Fantastic Four the entire t- like that's <laughs> what the, that's what the whole book is. It's uh it's basically like. Are you serious? Yeah. 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 So it's I have Planetary. I think I have that. I've I think I have them downstairs that. too. I like I like. No, no, I'm not. What were they saying like about the Fantastic Four? No, it's no, they're like, just like uh, they're trying to kill the, them. Basically, it's it's four people who aren't the Fantastic, but they are. The but they all oh, okay, yeah. okay. And Batman's trying it's, to yeah. Well, no, Batman. I forget how the crossover works. No, I haven't read it. I don't, also because like everyone in Planetary is like super crazy powerful, like uh, the one dude that they bring back to start the entire thing is like ice powers like crazy. So. And then another one can like drum on shit, and then I forget what the lady <laughs> can do. <laughs> and then like the Fantastic <laughs> Four, like people exist, but they kind of don't exist at the same time. It's very weird. It one's that one's cool. I like I like stuff like that, but that kind of turns a, a a series on its ear a little bit. Yeah, but I think you would like Doomsday Clock then because okay. uh, yeah. Uh, did you like? Did you ever read Watchmen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, haven't read it yet. The events of Watchmen are canon in DC now. Oh, really? Uh, Dr. Manhattan is the villain of the series. Right now. As it seems. As it but seems. you know. It's probably... It's interesting. Was it Jeff Johns, he just right? just one-shotted every single hero in DC Universe yeah, so well, far. Yeah, well, because he's, you know, Dr. Uh, Manhattan. Omnipotent, yeah, God, you know, mm-hmm. all of that. But anyway, Detective Comics. <laughs> That's one. Uh, what were you saying before? No, that was it. I'm just basically about how it just kind of feels like it's irrelevant, you know, and that's maybe that's the fault of the Doomsday Clock event. You know, the fact that, all right, you know what? You told me a week ago that you think that everything that's happening right now, like in Justice League and in Batman and stuff, that this is all post-Doomsday Clock. No, uh, this is supposed to, like, I read something online. I didn't really think it's of this. It's before, right? Some, this has yeah, to be before because that the JLA is supposed to come yes. back. Like, that's the... Yeah, that's that, one of the like points of that um, all of these series are are winding up to to the to the point where Doomsday Clock starts. Yeah, because you see things are progressively getting bad. That's the only thing I can not that I'm happy that things are getting bad, but you I do still see that direction in the core, you know, comics where things are leading to a bad place and that, you know, Doomsday Clock will be the result of that. Yeah, because um Lex Luthor wasn't all the way evil by the time Doomsday Clock actually started. He was already, like, a villain by then. Yeah, you're right. So. You're right. And I was bothered, but now I'm not, because I understand that he had his whole development already. Yeah. Comic by the way, Lex Luthor was a good uh, guy, and it was cool. It was really, 
really good character development, man. I mean, it's not like they. I feel like his turn was fine. Like they it, they took their time and did it. Kind. Of, yeah. Whatever. It was I just guess. over, uh, like the current Justice League run, which is fair. I can deal with it. Oh, he had the. That's what happened. He had the dream, right? We always knew and then that he, he was decided. No, you always knew. I didn't, man. Who that didn't always know me, Lex Luthor would eventually be evil again? I thought they. Was Guess gonna what? He's going to eventually be good again. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! It's just because he's been around forever. <laughs> you know, they don't know how to. Use he was him president once. Who? <laughs> Lex Luthor. Of the, <laughs> for real? Of the United States of America. <laughs> okay. I only read weird shit, actually, now that I'm, like, really realizing it. You guys, you guys like Black Summer? I don't know why I read, like, I read brutal Summer. shit. It's, yeah, okay, it doesn't matter. <laughs> 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 I'm, like, now realizing I'm, like, how long I've been out of this for. It's you been. Get back in the game. Been, I don't need to. It's fine. Somebody <laughs> told me that the other day. We're going to do an episode talking about Manhattan Projects. Oh, I do. I like Manhattan Projects, but I like, what's the one I like better? That the dude won the award for and then disappeared for a little bit and came back. I have all my shit downstairs. Maybe I'll take better notes. Like Nowhere Men. I like Nowhere Men. If I want to do like high science, I like Nowhere Men. When you say high science, do you mean science while under the influence of drugs? Yeah, but also like. (laughs) I just wanted to make sure. I I didn't didn't know if you you know what I mean. Like, uh, like not sci-fi, but like where science is a big piece of what the you know what I mean. Yeah. So like that's what I like about that kind of stuff. It's like. If I was going to go for that, I want to go... Like, Manhattan Projects, I like. That's high science. That's, like, okay. a very science fiction push, like, bleeding edge. But I think Nowhere Men, I understood a little bit better. Because it didn't have to have the the two-faced character to have the turn. You know what I mean? What you were presented with, with was a lot with what you got. I felt like the, oh, the Einstein see, I thing I where, like, that was kind of... It, it felt like it was really just kind of jimmied in there. It, it It felt a little out of place to me. Uh, but you know, I don't like anything. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'll start and end there. Like I, I really. It takes a lot for me to really enjoy stuff. And then when it comes to science fiction, like you write your rules, follow your rules, and I will all be happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't well. feel bad, man. I mean, One Piece is one of the greatest manga to ever be created, and it took this guy four years to really get me to actually enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, hey. If it's worth it, you, you know, the patience will pay off. Yeah. It'll find its way into your, into your life. Mm-hmm. So that was Attack Comics 1001. It's fine. Honestly, it's just the start of the arc. We don't know really where it's going. Um, yeah, Batman's better. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah. Don't worry. But uh, that's going to do it for this week, boys. Uh Thank you guys for joining us uh, on our inaugural episode. This is going to be uh, a lot of fun. We're going we're gonna to get better, and it's going to be fucking cool. Next week, it's just going to be uh, business as usual. We're not going to be uh, mouthing off forever about uh, premises to series. We'll just get right into it. Um, if you guys like the show, uh, let us know. If you guys have criticism or whatever, whatever we'll, we're open to suggestions. We're very new. Uh, it's going to be uh, just uh, hit us up on Twitter. I am at uh, the Chris Espinall. Uh, Josh is on Instagram at JD Cole underscore three seven and Brian Boss. You can find him on. I think there. I'm on a lot of stuff, but at Saucy Brian Bossy. Yeah, yo. Um, see you next week, you guys. Thank you. Uh, this has been uh, New Jump City. Uh, peace. <laughs>